This is the Horse Radio Network. You've just landed in episode 541 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by FeedXL.com. Coach Chen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Shauna Koresh. Shauna may be known to many of us as the clicker training lady, but she's really the take it out of the textbook and put it in the barn lady. Shauna uses scientifically proven training and teaching methods, takes them out of the science weenie language, and gives us horse folks amazing tools with which to improve our horse's behavior and performance. Her reward reinforcement training system dramatically accelerates the training process for any breed or discipline by unlocking the horse's natural desire to perform. What results is an incredible bond between human and horse, a partnership based on success. Shauna's tip today is about working with barn sour or herd bound horses. But first, a word from today's sponsor, Feed XL. Is your horse's diet balanced? Find out with FeedXL. FeedXL does all the smart stuff that it takes to formulate and balance a horse's diet. It takes all of the science and math that a doctor of equine nutrition learns and makes it all super easy and fun to use. Just plug in a few simple details to see if your horse is having his nutritional needs met. FeedXL is like having your own personal equine nutritionist stuff right in your back pocket. And FeedXL is so good that it's used by leading equine nutritionists to formulate balanced diets for their clients. Using the details about your horse and what you feed him, FeedXL will do some serious math to calculate if your horse's nutritional requirements are being met. See the results of this math displayed in numerous ways, including the easy-to-read graph that highlights excesses and deficiencies in his diet. Learn more about equine nutrition and how to feed your horse for ultimate performance by visiting the FeedXL Learning Center and the FeedXL Member Forums. The newly designed FeedXL website is super easy to navigate and bursting with information. Go to FeedXL.com today because nutrition makes a difference. Now, enjoy today's tip. And thank you once again, Shauna Koresh, for stopping by and bringing us some incredibly wise information about training horses. Um, looks like on the docket today, uh, dealing with horses that are barn sour or herd sour. Help, please. <laughs> this is something I get all the time, that, you know, that they're out on the trail, they only go so far, or that, you know, barn sour, buddy sour, you know, herd bound, whatever it is. It's, it's, a, it's kind of a separation anxiety. And it is a lot of times what ends up happening as you kind of walk with people through what they do and how they react to it, there's a real tendency for people to relent, you know. So the horse is having a tough time and you can't get out on the trail and the horse keeps spinning around to go home, let's say. That's, you know, it's, it's all the same thing no matter what direction it is, whether you won't leave the barn, you won't leave the horses, you won't. But so they, they want to, they start going down the trail, and then the horse wants to spin around and go home. And, and, and the more you try to correct them, the stronger they can get with it, or the more yes. kind of 
panicky, you know. They and get, everything. and they escalate, yes. Yeah, exactly. Everything starts getting tense and weird and don't tell me no and, you know, and turns into a really big mess. So, um, and so a lot, but so what a lot of people do then, they just go, okay, let's just go back home. I can't deal with this here. That is a huge reinforcer. You know, they're getting what they want. All they want to do is go back home. So they're trying whatever they can. And what they're finding, oftentimes, is if I make a bit of, as big as a stink as I can, I'm going to, they're going to give up and I get to go home. I get reinforced. So they learn, create a big stink, go home. Create a big stink, go home. Panic, go home. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I understand that. You know, I'm not saying that there's a blame there because, it, you know, what can you do at that point? But it, it also oftentimes reinforces that behavior without us really realizing how much stronger we've just made it. Mm-hmm. So it's um, because all they want is to go back there. So some of the things that I have found that I've had huge success with is, is again, I'm, I'm positive reinforcement driven. So as you look at this, as we're talking about it, what they're getting out of this is they're getting to go back to where they want to. They're getting to take themselves out the situation of being out in the trail and they get to put back in their lives the the other horses that they want. So it's kind of like scales that are out of balance. There's too much weight on the side of I want to be with the horses, I don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. So each time they get reinforced for it, there's more weight on that side of that scale. So what we start to do is um, understanding behavior principles. If you start to reinforce them going away or being away from the horses, I keep using that example, but any of them you just fill in whichever rendition of this barn sour buddy sour you have. Right, exactly. So you, um, so it, then if you start saying, okay, my goal is to get you to be comfortable away from the horses. I found, and so that means more weight needs to go on the scale of saying good things happen when you're away from the barn. You want to create a desire to be away from the barn, away from the other horses. So what I would, I originally start doing is I just start going, I'll work on, uh, there's a couple things you can do. Sometimes I would just take them, for a week, I'll take them outside of the barn and do a little five-minute training session. They can just do it on lead rope. You just have them, like, touch a target, you know, listen to, learn how to touch their nose to a target. Really simple, or lifting their legs, and use positive reinforcement. Give them something that they value. And, and it's important to remember that um, food is a huge positive reinforcement. It is because it's something they need to survive. It's called the primary reinforcement. They need food, air, water, and to procreate to maintain themselves as a species. It means, and so they're hardwired for it. So it means mm-hmm. that its power as a motivator is unrivaled by anything we have in traditional training. Mm-hmm. It's hardwired in there. So the trick is, though, how do you turn this into something functional and useful? But by taking them away from the their, just instill in their comfort range, I take them outside there, and then I reinforce them. And then they start to think, ooh, let's go over here and do this. And they get further and further away. And then as we get to under saddle, what I start doing is I'll just do a circle kind of not so far down, you know, let's say they, it's at the end of the driveway that everything, you know, falls apart. So I'll just kind of work, you know, maybe 15 feet inside the end of the driveway and just work them on a circle. Every reinforcement will come as you're leaving the barn because they remember what earns them the reinforcement. And that knowing that turning towards the barn on this big circle is reinforcing on itself. So they start learning every time I go away, I get reinforced. I make that circle bigger and bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, you know, they're, they're looking forward to going away. They're not so worried about what's going on at the barn or with their friends. They're pretty much thinking, I want to pay attention to you because we got this great thing going on. And next thing you know, they forgot that they 
that they didn't care, but you've also, through this process, put more weight on that scale to rebalance things and get them better aligned. So when you have a horse that is, has, is herd-bound, another term for what we're talking about, um, that is very, very ingrained, he's 10 or 12 years old, and he's been jigging or bolting his way back to the barn for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to start with that little tiny baby step of walk him away from the herd till he can he can see if I can get the, ask this correctly. Because you, if you try if you try to start this training process with too big a step, you're going to set right. yourself up for failure. So if I'm going to take, we're going to have trigger today. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. You see a tree? Do you see a pattern here, Shauna? And it, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be the the um, guinea pig. So I'm gonna take Trigger, and I know that when I go on a trail ride with Trigger, Trigger will jig and rear and bolt and buck and fuss all the way back to the barn. On the way out, he's fine. He's wonderful. But as soon as he recognizes that geographically he's heading towards the barn, he's gonna start being a jerk. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take Tigger or Trigger out on his halter and his lead rope. And I'm going to take him down the trail on his halter and his lead rope. And I'm only going to take him as far on that trail before I stop and start doing some training with him that he's, he remains calm, cool, and collected. Because if I go down to the trail to the point where he's already becoming upset about being that far away, he's not going to want to pay attention to the training. Am I, am I on track there? You totally are because okay. you've lost them at that point. You know, then they're going, uh-oh, I'm in full panic. And we want them saying yes, not no. So that's exactly it. You just want to go working within their comfort zone first. Got it. And, um, yeah. So because this is a really, really common behavior pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so Trigger can now go to the first curve on my little hacking trail that goes around my farm and turn around and come back and do it quietly and comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, now I forgot what the question was. And you, so At, now, what do you do next? Well, yeah. What do I? What is the next step in that so, process? And you and you can do this. You know, it, sometimes that place where it gets kind of where it all turns bad is far away, and you just really may want to do it under saddle. I would still suggest the first week you go out and just kind of do little five minute sessions, kind of just away from the barn a little bit, so he kind of gets that in his in his head a little bit, like, oh, we're going out to do this fun thing. And as you get under saddle, I still use a clicker. I still utilize food as a reinforcement. But you go on and go, look, we're still doing this thing that you love. Look, I'm up here, and it's a new set of circumstances. So Mm -hmm. it helps. The first thing that this actually does, and this this is huge on all sorts of tense situations, spookiness situations, is it gets their focus instead of, and you see it in their ears. You'll see one ear is going forward. The other ear is back on you listening for what you want. So it creates, you have all of a sudden become more important. When, mm-hmm. when, when before, the, both of their ears would be forward. They're looking around. But all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you see them that they're much more focused on the rider. And, and while the, all of their, their you know, energy was on trying to get what they want, all of a sudden they realize you have something that they want, and you are really important, and they love this new game that they're doing. So as you start going out and you want to, like I said, work in that zone where you kind of get them good and they're comfortable and they, you knew they are going to be good there, and then you start moving out and moving out and moving out. And it will 
and, and there you might, might need to be under saddle because maybe it's just too far. So go ahead and get under saddle but still work in your comfort zone, slowly moving out. Remember, take your time, slow down, you'll go faster. <laughs> and you'll get, <laughs> I mean, it's so true, we get all busy. But it, um, and you just slowly kind of keep working out. And if his problem is totally when he's coming back, he gets too wound up coming back. Some of them are, you know, are tense going out. Like, uh-uh, I don't want to go out. i got to turn back on my own. And yeah. then some are like, I'm fine going out, but as soon as we turn back, I'm bad. The circle helps that because you're you're coming back every time. You know what I mean? You're, you're mm-hmm. kind of doing the back-to-the-barn behavior as you shift out, and you can make it more of an oval. But in the situation of the horse that panics when he is going back, each time what I would look for is relaxation. So, so you know those little signs. You can feel it in your horse's shoulder when it kind of softens just a little bit. Mm-hmm. The head lowers a little bit. You mm-hmm. just feel everything get softer. If all the time that you click and reinforce is on that relaxation, that softening, that is he's going to learn, oh, that's when I get to get reinforced. And that's going to be what he focuses on is being relaxed. Now, this is, okay, this all has technical terms. I didn't make any of this up. I've just applied it to horses. But something called the differential reinforcement of an incompatible behavior. <laughs> wow. I feel so saying, smart. Yeah, yeah, I know you. But what it's saying is you can't be wound up and tense and relaxed. So I'm going to make being relaxed more, reinfor- more reinforcing than being wound up and tense. So he's going to have to make a choice. What do I do? He's going to say, I want to be relaxed because that's what gets me something that I value. And if you think about it, right now with, you know, with, like, um, with Trigger, who turns into Tigger on his way home. Yes. <laughs> so Trigger is, what is in it for him to want to be calmed down? Right. There's not. All he wants to do is get back to his friends. But, yeah. And as much as we try to correct him or change it, it just escalates, as we, we said. But by putting something in it for him, you give him a reason and an onus with something that he highly values. And it really changes the dynamic. So get more focused. So get more uh, relaxed. And that all works towards not only are you literally working on his reaction as he turns around and comes home, but he's learning to be relaxed and focused all the way through. So it just it, it just works phenomenally. I mean, I've had people come around and go, oh, I guess it wasn't that bad. And you're like, <laughs> no, it was. But we just went at it with so so non-confrontational that it just it seems to melt away you know it doesn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a you know a huge thing because you haven't gone at it where you battled with them you just said i'm going to work within your parameters and next thing you know they do they just think oh i I guess it really wasn't that big a deal you're like okay take the confrontation part out of it (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly so so that's i'm I'm gonna go find a horse at the barn that's barn sour so i can try this Good. And you call me and you tell me about it. I will. This is fast. I'm going to really try this. I, I have had many barn sour horses over the years. Um, mm-hmm. Don't have one right now. Thank you very much because it is a very frustrating problem. But that is excellent. And please, folks, when you listen to this tip and you work on this technique, let us know how it goes on the Facebook page or going on over to AskShauna.com to her blog and let her know how this works because this is a really interesting and unique you know, you just don't hear people say, oh, we'll try this with your horse that's barn sour. This is really awesome. Thank you very much for the information. You are so welcome. I love, I love hearing the success stories. I hear them all the time. I love them. They reinforce Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Shauna. We'll see you next time. Okay, thank you. It's always so much fun to visit with Shauna. To listen to all of Shauna's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com, and you can find her page on the drop-down menu on the left-hand side. 
You can also ask Shauna questions by way of her website, askshauna.com, or you can visit her on Facebook, Shauna Koresh. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows of the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zoom and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zoom, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.